Welcome back to another episode of More Than Beauty with Daniel Mason Jones. And tonight I'm joined with Jody again uh, because we want to do something a little bit different. Now, last night I asked a really amazing question and stickers are on the poll on my Instagram. And that question was, what is your biggest leadership challenge? And my, oh my, <laughs> the questions they rolled in and rolled in and rolled in. So um, we're going to, we, we picked some of our favorite ones. We tried to get to a lot of them on Instagram, but the ones that we didn't get to, I'm going to cover here. So um, if you want to grab pen and paper, you can do that because you may have a couple of learns here. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to share something very exclusive with all of you. But either way, here we are. Welcome back, Jody. Hi, glad to be here. So let's do this thing. I want to have you read off those questions if it's okay. Sure. And I think this is a very cool idea that you got so much interest in this that your followers have some pretty big issues they're dealing with involving leadership that it allows you to go into more depth and more a deeper conversation on this podcast than it would if you were to respond through Instagram. I think so. And you know what? These questions are not, you're not alone. And here's what I'll say. If you're, if you're leading an organization right now, even if you're not, look, I understand that a lot of my listeners are not even in the hair business, but this is for you too. If you're leading people, if you're a manager, um, whatever that looks like for you, you can take your own situations. When you hear it, when we talk about salon, it's for your business too. So here we go. Throw me the first question. All right. Number one, Taking the lead, I hate being the one in charge. <laughs> this is good. You know, I actually just created uh, two leadership courses, one that's a live leadership and one that's pre-recorded. It's an evergreen course on my website. And the one that's on my website, it goes through and it helps leaders figure out exactly what type of leader they are. And so this particular leadership style is what we call the reluctant leader. And this is the person that we call it passive resistant. Basically, when they're presented with a challenge or a tough conversation, they want to go run into their office and close the, <laughs> close the door. Um, I think we've all had that day in our leadership, but being an effective leader, you don't have the opportunity. You have to... Um, maybe take a moment by yourself and then come out and address it. Yeah. I think if you, whether you started your own company or you've decided to lead people, there obviously was something that pulled you in that direction or someone somewhere thought you had what it took to be that. Mm -hmm. And so of course, sometimes you have those moments when you just don't want to do it, but you have to realize what your bigger calling is. And that's what you're meant to be. Exactly. Life isn't easy, right? Exactly. So number two, Getting my team motivated and excited about anything. Uh, exclamation point. <laughs> so you can fill this person's uh, challenge. So how do you get your team motivated or excited? You know, listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. You're never going to get your entire team on the same page ever. It's just not going to happen. Unless it, well, you know, not even that. I was say if you're offering food, but even with that, you know, if you had a barbecue, someone's going to be vegan or... Um, if you had ice cream, someone's going to be lactose intolerant. So you're never going to get everybody on the same page. And what I know from my own leadership experience, whether it's leading people in coaching or leading people in our own company, um, you have to show up with leadership in passion. You know, you have to show up with, um, basically credibility. And here's what, here's one thing that I will say, and it segues into one of the other things I'll talk about later if you are never a good follower, you're never going to be a great leader, right? So if you were not able to follow anybody, chances are you didn't learn what it took to be a leader. And so uh, getting everybody on the same page, I think is one of the biggest things I could give you for that advice. 
would be to have a bold conversation with everybody in one room and let people have input. Because when one person gives an idea, not everyone's going to support it. But when everybody collectively has uh, contribution to that, they're going to support it probably a lot more. Yes. And the truth of the matter is, is that whether you have a team of 10 or 100, everyone's got different personalities and it takes different things to motivate them. So it may not be money. It may be other things, security, time, time, whatever it is. So what motivates one person is not going to motivate everyone. So you almost have to come up with a game plan that's going to target specific personalities in your company and motivate them that way. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but we actually did a, a survey one time in our own company where we asked people what motivated them. And it was really nice. It was helpful to see that a lot of people were not motivated by money. They were actually motivated by things, time, energy, effort, and trips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number three, try to help people that don't have the right mindset. How to help them see. So mindset is actually a topic in several of them. So we're going to combine that in one. Yeah. So how do you help people to find the right mindset? You know, I think that comes back to having a powerful conversation. You need to sit down with someone and ask them, um, you know, what is it that you're looking for? What is your short-term goal? What is your long-term goal? What fuels you? What is your passion? And, you know, even deeper, you know, we could beat this one to death, and I think a lot of people have, is your why. Why do you do what you do? And what gets you out of bed in the morning? Exactly. Number four, finding balance between being bossy and being assertive. (laughs) So bossy people just simply, I look at them as dictators. They're people that um, kind of point their finger, tell you a task to do, knowing that they wouldn't do it themselves um, versus, you know, leadership. And I talk about that a lot of times. Leaders are people that are going to be in in the trenches. You know, I see you do it day in and day out in our own company. You've been retired as a hairdresser for a few years now, and you're applying single process colors for people. Um, sweeping up hair for people, blow drying for people. That's true leadership versus being a boss in in that sense. Yeah. Um, The next one is I have expectations that I feel are logical and have a hard time coaching to them. So it sounds like Hmm. she has what she feels is the right framework for success, but she has trouble coaching it to people. So that's when I'm going to recommend taking some strong communication classes. You know, a lot of people, when you're put into leadership roles, you, for me, if, if I were going to choose someone to lead up inside of our organization, I'm going to make sure they have strong communication skills or get them what they need to become strong communicators. Um, so that's the first thing. Like if you want to get those, those concepts out and, and deliver people or get them to execute your vision, you have to communicate what it is that you want them to do and understand that when you give them that task, that they may have a different way to approach it than you would. You know, we all may be driving to Florida, but there's 800 different roads that you could take together or you could fly or you could take a bus or a train. So, you know, give the final vision, always end with the, or always start with the end in mind and uh, let them take it however they need to and understand that their way may not be your way, but as long as you're getting the same result that you wanted, it's all good. I think that's been one of our keys to success too, is always feeling like somebody might have a better idea. All day long. <laughs> Someone might have a better idea or a concept and we're always open to listen to it as long as it makes sense for the, the, for goal, the, company. the company. Yeah. Absolutely. And how about this? How do you keep your team motivated and educating them and still being a friend? 
Oh, man. That's a tough one. So I remember when we first opened our company 16 years ago, we used to take everybody out for Mexican food every Friday night. Do you remember that? I remember. <laughs> it was fun. And as our company started to really grow, you know, it was easy to handle 15, 15 people at a Mexican restaurant, have fun, touch base with everybody. And now whatever. there's 53 of now us. Now there's a lot. We'd have to rent the entire restaurant, <laughs> especially with social distancing. <laughs> so um, being a friend with your team is fine. Being friendly with the team is fine, but when it when it crosses the line and you're no longer able to have those tough conversations to get what you need done in the company, that's when you have to establish new boundaries. And it's easier to set those boundaries up front. You know, I would say, hey, we're gonna get along really great here. I love to hang out with everybody. I love to have fun with you. Um, I want you to come be over to our home or experience whatever. But there will be times in our work relationship where tough conversations will have to be had. And I need you to understand in those moments, I'm the leader, right? And yes. and so just putting the boundaries there, it's just like being a parent. You know, you can cut up and play with the kid, but there are times the kid goes into timeout, you know? And there's times that we need to go in timeout too as leaders. Absolutely. And I feel like that's some, uh, there was an incident this past week in our company that I made the comment that I loved all of them. Every one of them is the same because there was two of them that were having a little bit of, you know how they do. They have a little riff. They have a little conversation <laughs> and they're mad at one another. And I was like, well, I, I love all of you. I love all of you like you're my own family. And it's the truth and sincere. Yes. You know, that's exactly how we feel about everyone. And so knowing that you have a close personal connection and this true wanting for them to be successful and have a great yes. life, it kind of helps you put that friendship line in perspective. So Yes, you want the best for them, but you also have to be their leader and guide them in ways that maybe they're not going to always see eye to eye to you, but you're the leader, it's your vision, and they want to always be on that. Exactly. You're only looking out for their best interest anyway. Absolutely. Next topic is finding mentors. Ah, you know I love this. (laughs) So everybody needs a mentor. We all need somebody that's smarter than us. We need people that are going to empower us, push us, make us super uncomfortable. But as you're looking for that mentor, I say this all the time, you want to make sure that the mentor that you choose is someone that's actually walking a true, authentic walk of where you want to be. Um, I've said this time and time again, you know, during the pandemic, I feel like, you know, you could have been a shoe salesman at Macy's and all of a sudden you heard the beauty business is where it's at. And so everybody has become a beauty boss <laughs> or a beauty coach and they've never even worked in a salon or their salon closed. And now they're offering people advice on how to run a salon. I'm like, it's, it's like the blind leading the blind. So make sure that when you're choosing a mentor, you're choosing somebody that actually is doing what it is that you do or that you want to do. Yes, I agree with that. The next topic is expecting too much and maybe being passive aggressive. Mm. So (laughs) that's That's, a tough one. That's big and it's real. So I'm going to get really real. Um, Expecting too much. So you're never going to get people to go beyond where they're going to go, right? Um, So you're never going to get people really to work harder than you'll work, especially if you're a leader. Those are people that are not called to be in leadership. And, but the other side of that is the passive aggressive side. Now that's something I've had to battle with in my own past here as a leader. Um, our first couple of years of being open, I didn't know how to lead. I had no clue. And, uh, I feel like we kind of went into leadership ownership blindly. And 
Um, there may have been a time where uh, there was, not may, there was a time where I recall going into our break room in the salon and the trash was running over. It was first thing in the morning. And I was frustrated because whomever had closed the night before didn't take the trash out. So it's such a simple task. But I went in and I was like, there's probably 15 people in the break room. And I was like, so I guess I was the only person that saw the trash today. Um, I know everybody walked by it. And that was something that was so, number one, unprofessional. Number two, it was completely uncalled for. And number three, it was ineffective. Because now I had gotten on to people that were great employees or great teammates inside the company. And, well, I could have handled that better. The way I should have handled that was, hey, can I get somebody just to take out the trash? I'm about to start my first guest, and somebody must have forgot to take it out last night. Such a simple way to do that, but I let my emotions get involved. And we all know there's a saying that's been tried and true for a long time. When emotions go high, our intelligence goes low. And sometimes we'll say things that are not the most in- intelligent. And that, that was one of those moments for me. So, um, Yeah, it's always one of those icky situations when someone that it wasn't their fault gets yes. cast in with other people. And I think that's something we've really worked hard on is to not cast that net over the whole entire group when there's a particular issue that we know we can take one or two yep. and address it individually and get it way more of it resolved effectively that way than trying to have everyone else feel uncomfortable and awkward (laughs) (laughs) in a situation that they had no part of. It's like, think about the last time you're on a plane ride and the the seatbelt signs on and somebody gets up to go to the restroom and the flight attendant gets onto the entire plane, all 200 passengers. It's like, wait a minute, all 200 of us aren't getting up. It's just that one person. So um, yeah, we have to be careful with that. Yes. And this next topic is definitely something we dealt with in the last year and we can we'll probably can talk for sure on this one is staying motivated when stressed. Oh man. Motivation. (laughs) Uh, Stress is one of those things for me personally, it actually fuels me. So when, when I'm stressed out, I want to work harder. This past year was hard. You know, we, we all lost, lost revenue. We lost customers. We lost employees. We lost a lot. Um, But that was an opportunity. You know, you could look at 2020. A lot of people are still hanging out there. (laughs) I think they're going to be there 10 years from now. Like, remember in 2020? Um, 2020 also created some killer opportunities for people that were ready to do something big. So keeping yourself motivated. You know, you know this personally. You turn on the news all the time and I want to knock you out. I hate the news. Mm -hmm. Um, There's never anything positive. In fact, you had it on tonight upstairs or it came on after whatever you're, oh, you're watching the NASCAR race. I know you guys are laughing about that one. And uh, <laughs> so uh, the the news came on right behind it, and it was like somebody shot somebody. I was like, oh, my God, turn this off. So what you allow into your mind will help keep you motivated. I listen to podcasts. I listen to Clubhouse all the time. I'm reading books. If I'm in my car, I'm constantly listen, listening to something that's going to make me better as a person. Um, in fact, last week, what, what did you ask me? We had just bought a new car, and you said, do you want to continue XM or Sirius Radio or whatever in your car? I'm like, no, I don't need that because I don't listen to any of that stuff. Um, if it doesn't make me happy, better, um, or money, I'm turning it off. So we have to keep ourselves motivated, but also ask yourself, who are, who are you allowing around you? Yeah. Who do you work around? Who did you hire? Mm-hmm. I felt like, for me personally, during our stressful 2020 I found myself with the most growth and change. Yeah. So no in, those, doubt. in those challenging, tough situations, we, 
you know, we lost more staff than we've ever lost. We've always had a company that had very little to no turnover. And so we lost a lot of people during that. And I think over the years, that would have been something that I would have taken super personal. Yeah. And something that I would have just weighed on me so heavily that if someone wanted to leave us, what were we not doing right? What did we yeah. not give them to help them? We failed. We always put it on us that we failed something. And I feel like during this whole last year, with all those trying times that I've grown and understand that once again, people in your life is for a season. Yes. And so you just take that knowing that someone great is going to come along. Mm -hmm. You continue moving forward. You continue just track, you know, that forward track and moving and growing your company and your team in a successful, positive rate. And not only did you grow, our company has blown up. Yes. <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> so throw me the next one. All right. So the next one. This one's tricky. Gossiping of staff. Oh, gosh. The gossipers. Yes. Um, they're always my favorite. I have always tried to avoid the gossipers like a plague. And not just inside the hair salon, but anywhere. Even if it was in church, right? People love to gossip. And if you sit back, right? I want you right now just to visualize wherever you are. I would say close your eyes, but if you're driving a car, don't close your eyes. Um, I want you to close your eyes in, or, or wherever you are. Think about... Somebody that is a gossip. Who who can you think about right now that's a gossip? And now the next thing that I want to ask you is, are they truly happy people? Are they people that are broken? They're insecure. Um, from my own experience, and even my own self, I've gossiped before, of course. Um, it's not who I am. It's not my personality trait, but have I done it? Of course. Um, well, you look at people that are gossipers. They're people that are, <laughs> I always joke, I'm like, they're the people that love to stir the pot. And you know what's in the pot. <laughs> they should have to lick the spoon. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of the gossipers at all. So the next topic is why do people forget who helped them get where they are and they think they did it all on their own? Oh, so how to deal with those people as leaders? That's somebody that's been bruised. Yes. So I, I don't know this particular situation, but what I'll say is, None of us got to where we are alone. Nobody ever did. And, you know, I, my mom and dad got me to where I am today and I left them, right? There was a time that I moved away from home and, um, I've, I've certainly worked several different jobs, the funeral home. I had my, uh, the funeral directors help get me to where I was in the funeral business. Uh, the people that taught me restorative art, um, how to direct a funeral properly. And I left the funeral business and became a hairdresser. We go through seasons in our life where we grow. And when we grow, sometimes we outgrow things. And so what we have to know is that, yes, you do help people get to where they are in their careers and in their lives, but we don't own anyone. No. And that's hard, you know. Um, I mean, we have a son that we're raising together right now, and hopefully at 18 we're going to be able to set him free. <laughs> 12 more years, not that I'm counting. <laughs> um, no, he's amazing. But the job of a leader is to understand that we create leaders. And is there going to be hurt when people leave? Yeah, if they leave the wrong way, it does hurt. Or if people you know, claim that they did everything on their own, that's an ego problem. But if we think that we own people, that's also an ego problem. Absolutely. And I think one of the greatest contributions as a leader you can have is knowing that you sent someone off on their way better than you found them 100 percent. the one now when you talked about us losing people we really only lost one hairdresser 
mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic. Um, the people that left us were either front desk and... Or early in the associate program. You know, in the associate. We didn't really lose people that were super key players in our company. But um, the one hairdresser that when we did an exit interview with her, she was in tears. And we love her. And it was one of those things that she said, you know, just last night as she was sitting in her office, she goes, just last night I was laying in my bed looking at my ceiling and the walls and the floor and everything around me. And I realized I wouldn't even have this house if it weren't for you. I would have never traveled out of the country if it weren't for you. And so, you know, that felt good. Did it hurt that she was leaving? Of course, because she was part of our culture, part of our team, part of our family. But it was time for her to go, for us and for her. And so the job of a leader is to create leaders. And what happened? Do you remember what happened? She left and right behind that, we had a stylist come in that was equivalent and maybe even a little bit better um, than where she was with a couple more skills and qualifications. So, and what we have to ask ourselves is that person came into our company, she had been trained by somebody else. You know, we had been trained by somebody else. So we have to look at life a little bit differently and we can't always be the victims. Exactly. And this one kind of goes along with that somewhat is the tough decisions we make as leaders. She asked if I'm making the right decisions for my team and their future. It keeps her up at night. Oh, I love this person. (laughs) Whoever that is, I'm going to have to look back and see who wrote that. Um, So this is somebody that loves people. This is somebody that truly is called into leadership. This is somebody that's definitely a leader, not a boss. Um, I can so empathize with with where you are as a leader because there's been many nights that especially over the past year that we there were even tearful nights at our home um because of what was going on with the pandemic and closures and all those things would would we be able to keep our team in the lifestyles they were accustomed to that's something that we take seriously and um i love that this person is so passionate about about leading you're not alone Uh, there are super passionate leaders out there And in fact, if there were more leaders like you and us out there, um, there'd be way more salons like ours operating. Yes. And I think that goes back to the key thing of keeping your heart, head and soul full of things that inspire you and motivate you, give you good ideas, good tips, good advice. Yep. And if you have all of that going for you, don't ever let your guard down and always be looking for some good advice on how to be a good leader, how to have the proper business skills to run an effective business, then it will help you sleep a little bit (laughs) more at night. I'm not going to say that you won't ever have that time. I I mean, even now after 16 years, we don't think we have it all figured out. Definitely not. That's why we have coaches. We're we're better now than we were 10 years ago. (laughs) But at the same time, we know that we have to constantly, constantly be filling our heads, hearts, and souls with stuff that's going to make us great leaders and know what to do in every situation. Last year was the biggest education it was of all time. Yeah. And I think it's made us better from this year going forward. No doubt. No doubt. We're much stronger than we were before. And then last but not least, how to have a how to start a tough conversation without being aggressive or being beating around the bush. I love that. So um <laughs> just have the conversation. You know, walk up to the person that you need to have the conversation with, even if you're not a leader in your company, or maybe this is a conversation you need to have with your spouse in your home to say, hey, are you open for a conversation? Because you want to make sure that people are in the right mental state of where they need to be 
before you have a conversation. Because if you open up a conversation and somebody's not in a good place, ooh, let me go ahead and tell you, it is bad news for everybody involved. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my gosh. So before we end this, I want to share something really cool. So um, by being a listener here, if you follow me on social media, you're going to see this tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to put this out. But next Sunday night, one week from today, February the 28th, I'm going to be holding an exclusive event. Now, I'm all things inclusive except for this event. <laughs> so this event, I can't have a ton of you here. Um, if you are a leader that is leading one person or more. So if you're working in a, you're an independent stylist and you have an assistant or an associate, or maybe you are working in a suite, you have a suite mate that you're leading, or maybe you two share an associate or if you're working in a large salon like what we're in, you're leading people, I am sending you an invitation right now. I'm going to include the link um, in the in the show notes, but I would love to invite you in. So it's called Leadership Live. And let me just ask you, have you, uh, you or anybody you know struggled to lead your team or clientele during this year? With the changes that are happening almost every single day, it can be exhausting trying to figure out how to lead um, all the different personality types and especially right now. So maybe you've lost employees, struggle with morale, or found yourself back in the corner. If that's you, we know you are not alone. I'm going to be taking you on a two-hour intensive leadership course next Sunday night, February 28th, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, this will not be recorded. It will not be a replay. Um, it will be a live event that I'm inviting you to. Space is limited. So again, uh, the links in the show notes. And if you are a leader that's not interested in this particular course, if you head to my website, danielmasonjones.com, there's actually a Lean Into Leadership course that is a little bit different. This course is going to help you hone in on what your own distinct personality style is of leadership um, and give you a lot of clarity around that. So you have two options here. I know there are a lot of people that are already signed up for both of them. So um, there were 50 people that just joined a little while ago for a leadership live next week. So again, like I said, space is limited. I would love to help you. Um, if you're struggling and you're ready to take control of your career, your company, your income, and help grow people, this is for you. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this fun conversation. Jody, thank you for feeding me the questions. And you're, it's and awesome. You're, Glad to be here. You always bring so much insight to the room. So thank you for that. Hey, guys, I appreciate you. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a rating, a review. And uh, until next time, take care.